Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia Hyatt also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in your relationships as well as artfully handling life's challenges. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com and make sure to follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm glad you're joining me today and hope that your week is um, looking good for you. And if not, I'm thinking that this show may be of some help as you go into your week. So I always appreciate so much your willingness just to get some sound counsel and hear some things that might really improve your life and help you to be the best version that you could ever be, the version that God originally intended for you to be, the idea he had when he created you in in your mother's womb, that you would be that person. And so I want to talk today about this issue of wisdom. And, you know, wisdom is very different than intelligence. It's very different than knowledge. Wisdom has a lot more to do with what I do with knowledge and how I use my intelligence. And if I do those well, maybe I will have wisdom. And hoping that I have wisdom. And wisdom comes in many different packages. Some of it we like, some we don't. Some we read, some we learn, some we experience. And sometimes we learn from others. And we learn from others as to whether we want to be more like them or we don't want to be like them. So, I want you to be one of those people that people want to be like, that not, not that they don't want to be themselves, but that they say, hey, I like how he handled that situation. Or, wow, she really seems to have her, her act together. And so what I want you to think about is this idea of wisdom means that I am able to make decisions, wise decisions, that are going to benefit me in the long run. Certainly, they may benefit me immediately, but the idea is that I'm mature enough to recognize me trying to just focus on immediate gratification or me being able to say, you know what, where is this going to really land? And so it sounds good in the moment and it might be really fun for a while, but what is it going to cost me? What's, what may I get myself involved in? How complicated might this be? How complex might it be? And having the the willingness and the maturity to think through things, to actually invite people into the process, because we know that there's wisdom in the counsel of many, right? And I this this certain Proverbs has been so helpful throughout my whole life. This is Proverbs 60, 16, 25. And it has helped me tremendously as I have made decisions in my life. And it says, there is a way which seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. That may not be physical death. could be death of a relationship, death of a job, death of an opportunity, whatever it may be. 
But it really struck me years and years ago when I read this verse, and I thought, wow, there is a way that seems right to me. And I can create a pretty big case as to why it's right. But a lot of times what I have found is that in the end, it has led me to nothing good. And I tried to sell everybody on it, sell God on it, sold myself on it. And there was a part of me in my gut, deep in my gut, that thought, mm, this probably isn't going to end the way I would like, but I'm maybe arrogant enough at that age to say, I can pull it off. I can do it. And maybe this way that seems right to you is about being dishonest. And I don't mean dishonest maybe in business, maybe. But I mean, there's a way that seems right, like maybe it's easier. Maybe we're mixing up those two words of easy and right. It's easier not to tell the truth. It's easier to withhold some of the information. It's easier to not share what I really think or what I really feel. It seems right to me in the moment because maybe it's the easiest way. And this is what we want to think about. Wisdom, this is the gift of maturity. The more mature a person becomes, the wiser they are. Wise people are those people that learn from their mistakes. They don't, they're not the fool that repeats their folly. The dog that continues to go back to its vomit. This is what's so important about wisdom, and especially in today's world. We've talked so much about what's going on in our world the last couple of months on this show, and and it's really imperative for us to work toward maturity, and we've talked a lot about that this year, about showing up as a grown-up and what that really looks like, and the wisdom of someone that is able to take into account the consequences, the price that will be paid, and the motives of the heart. See, this is extremely important because our hearts can lie to us. They can be very deceitful. And we want to be able to say, okay, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I want to be totally honest with myself. And Lord, if I'm not, please reveal to me how much I'm lying to myself or to you. Because I want this thing so badly, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Because that seems, there's a way that seems right to me, like I'm going to be really happy. But in the end, it may lead to the death of something. So this is part of recognizing I have to understand my own motives. Am I trying to sell other people on this idea? Am I trying to sell them on my behaviors? Trying to minimize my behaviors, minimize so that the outcomes I'm not nearly as responsible for? This is imperative when we say there's a way that seems right to me. And I wonder if what is right is what is easiest. What is right is selfish. What is right, I don't know sinful what what, you you fill in the blank so think about this proverb there's a way that seems right to a man but in the end leads to death and we're not just talking physical death I know you I we have done things we have regretted and we've looked at it and thought I knew better I knew better than to do that Or, I knew better than to do that, and I let them sell me on it. I caved to pressure. 
I thought maybe if I kind of go along to get along, I'll be able to kind of massage it a little bit and get us back on the right track, and it, maybe it won't go exactly where I think it might end up being. Instead of just saying, I can't be a party to that, that I don't like the way that that sounds. I'm going to have to say no. Even if they're telling me that, hey, there's a lot of money here. Everybody gets to have a sum. Wow, it's going to be great. Just join in with us. Put some money in with us, and we're going to all make a bunch of money. You know, sometimes those work. It depends on the people that are, that are putting it together. It depends on their motives. So there's many things that go in to truly having the ability to use wisdom, to have wisdom as your best friend. This is imperative when we are thinking about the way our world is changing. Every day our world is changing. It's different every day. We are breaking all kinds of social norms and rules that we just thought we took for granted, that this is just how people acted. We just assumed. And now we're finding out that, wow, I thought we were all on board when we thought about what the right way was, or at least close. So as you are interacting with people, as you are interacting with children and parenting them, you're interacting with employees, interacting with other drivers, you can say to yourself, you know, there's a way that seems right to me. Like, I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. It's going to get me where I'm going faster, right? But it might lead to the end of something. And it might take you somewhere that is far more costly than the corners that you were originally cutting. So let's think about this a little bit. When we are using wisdom, that we're, we're, and this is an assumption that we make, and I'm sure that you've made the same one as I have, that older people are usually wiser, right? Well, we would like to think so. That may not necessarily be the case. So what are some, some principles that help inform me about my decision? What do I use to, to really help me when it comes to making a decision? Well, we have here in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You know, I, I think if we were to all be honest, we all know that we kind of assume that maybe we ran it by God. Maybe we didn't, and we're hoping that he gets on board with us. and that he, We can sell him on our idea. Trust me, I have, I have tried that several times in my life, and it's really, it doesn't work very well. And in retrospect, I'm very thankful that I couldn't win God over because it would have been a really bad decision. And so I'm glad that God held, held, held the line and didn't join in with me. But there are things, when, when I'm really searching for wisdom, God wants to give it to me. He's, it's not this cat and mouse game that he's trying to withhold it from me and, and somehow trying to make me stronger as I search and search and search for wisdom. He says, hey, I'm, I'm wise. I am the creator of wisdom. I am it. Come to me. I will give you wisdom. And from my mouth will come knowledge and understanding for you. In your circumstance, in your life goals, in the calling on your life, in your relationships. And then he goes on to say that in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. 
in always acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So this is a collaborative experience with God. He says, trust in me with all your heart. I'm trustworthy. I'm perfect. I don't make mistakes. And he says, don't just automatically lean on your own understanding. Don't assume that the way that seems right to you is the right way. So seek me and trust me and and acknowledge me and I'm going to help make your path straight. I'm a great compass. That's what God is saying to us. So the healthier we get, the more mature we are, the more of a grown-up we are. Yes, we should have more wisdom. But one of the things a grown-up, a healthy grown-up does is knows where to go to get wisdom. That's wisdom. Join me in the next segment. This is Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you again for joining me. And if you're just tuning in, you can listen to the show on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com or your favorite podcast server. Just type in Conversations with Cynthia, and that is Cynthia with an I, C-I-N-T-H-I-A. Thank you also for just, you know, all your comments on social media. I appreciate them a lot. It's nice to hear from from friendly friendly people and voices. And, and I do want God to bless you in all your endeavors. And this is why we are talking today about wisdom and that wisdom is truly one of the greatest gifts of maturity. So if you've been listening the majority of this year, you know that we've been really working on growing up and being an adult in an adult body instead of a little kid in an adult body. So we left off really talking about this this verse that that the Lord is the one that gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding and that's Proverbs 2 6 and in Proverbs 3 5 and 6 we talked about trusting in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him now that doesn't when we when we read that in all your ways acknowledge him that that acknowledgement is not saying you know, I'm giving all the credit to God because God may say to you, I don't really want credit for this decision you just made. So what he's saying when in all your ways acknowledge him, he's saying, talk to me while you're going through this. Acknowledge my presence with you in your decision-making process. Acknowledge me and I'm going to help make your path straight. I'll help you know. I'll be the navigator. I'll help you to realize, you know, just like when, when you have your GPS in your car and it starts screaming at you and then it's rerouting you. Well, that's what God is saying. He's saying, trust in me, acknowledge me, and I'm going to help make the path straight. I'm going to get you where you need to be. And I, and I really like this one, this verse that says, you know, when we, th- when, when we ask for an answer, he gives it to us. He will never withhold from us the truth. And he knows what it is that we are needing. And he knows that we work really hard. I mean, I know that I work really hard. I don't always work hard efficiently. And I don't always acknowledge God. But when I do, when I ask for God's help, and when I say, you know, I want to be a mature person, and I want to be the one 
Spirit is acknowledging you so that I'm not all alone in all my decisions, God, and then having to come back to you and say, oh, I think I messed up. I, I don't think I listened to you, right? This is, this is imperative that we learn that there's a way that seems right to me, and in the end, it may lead to death. And God also talks to us through our friends. And in Proverbs 27, 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the deceitful are the kisses of the enemy. And so what that proverb is saying is that when people love us and they want us to be successful, they may rebuke us. They may say, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're thinking. Where, where are you going? What are you doing? What's happening to you? But the deceitful friends give us kisses. Hey, that's awesome. High five. Way to go. And in, in, in their mind or behind our back, they're like, what an idiot. Can't believe they're doing that. Do they really think they, they can pull that off? So you want to have trusted friends that are willing to let your feelings be hurt. You want to have trusted friends that are willing to let you get hurt on them. That they don't just say, you know, words of pleasure to hope that you are, you know, get along. They're really wanting you to, to thrive and to prosper and to really be okay. So this is very important that we consider what we're doing and that we are willing to negotiate, that we are willing to learn, that we are willing to be taught. We are willing to be rebuked. We're willing to be wrong. So when we think about this idea of wisdom, how do we ask for help? How do we ask for wisdom? So asking for help seems simple enough. But if you've ever needed a hand, you know how hard it is, right? It's, it's not one of the easier things to do. So asking for help can turn the most self-assured person, right, into a nail-biting mess. Because asking for help means vulnerability. So here's some five reasons why we may not ask for help. And see if you find yourself in any of these. And I'm also going to talk about some strategies, how to help you get what you need without, you know, feeling like you are just walking around naked or something. So the biggest one, one of the biggest reasons we don't ask for wisdom, we don't ask for help, is we don't want to be a burden, right? And we worry that asking for help takes something away from our helper, like somehow we're we're putting them in a, in a bad position or we're taking from them unnecessarily and we're somehow being selfish or needy. And we assume that our helper might view this as an unwanted task or load. And we kind of fear, you know, that, that uh-oh, well, they have better things to do or they have so much on their plate already, right? And I want you to reverse the roles. If someone comes and asks something from you and you love that person and they are a friend of yours, a partner, a child, a family member, a spouse, do you look at them and just go, wow, they don't have their act together. They need help? No. You go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. We love to help 
make others' lives work better. See, when, when their lives are better, my life is better. When my life is better, their life is better. Because we are, we are communal people. And so this is imperative that we give people opportunities to gift us with helping. And that we don't let our pride get in the way and think that somehow that makes us too vulnerable and people are going to think less of us. What it does is invites them into our life. It lets them see parts of our life that, that maybe they're not aware of, causes them to feel closer to us, causes them to feel more connected to us. And it's wonderful when you can, wow, do some grand accomplishment, get a prize, and have all the people that you want to thank that helped you. And these are part of being relational. And mature people are very, very capable of knowing when they need help. And they don't let their pride and insecurity, <clears throat> excuse me, get in the way of getting what they need. You know, I've done plenty of shows on not being codependent, and I've done plenty of shows on growing up, you know, so that you're doing your side of the street and that you are being responsible for yourself. So this is that next step that says, yes, I am completely responsible for myself. But we see that even Jesus needed help carrying his cross. And in order to make sure that he got to the end and finished the calling that God had on his life, he needed help to do it. Imagine if he had too much pride and refused help. This is Cynthia I with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about why it's hard to ask for help. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for listening and participating in this whole entire process and listening to the shows and sending them to your friends. It's, it's a wonderful way that we can really help get more educated knowledge about how to truly be a healthy person and, and to be the best version of you. So we are talking about this idea of wisdom and that wisdom really is the gift of maturity the more mature i am the less pride i have that doesn't mean that i don't want to do things well it means that i'm not cutting my nose off to spite my face it means that i'm not i don't fall into those character issues that say that if i have to ask for help i have somehow demeaned myself that asking for help is one of the bravest, wisest, most adult things you could do. And we ended this last segment when I talked about even Jesus needed help. And imagine if he was too prideful to let the gentleman help carry his cross. He would have never finished the whole reason that he was here. He would have cut his nose off to spite his face. He would have got right to the finish line and didn't cross over. So one of the things that we talked about is that it's, it's hard to ask people for help because we don't want to be a burden. But I want you to remind yourself, firstly, people love helping. Most people love helping. 
not only does it help strengthen social ties, but it makes helpers feel good about themselves too. It's a gift you give to them. The most primitive part of our brain, this is the same reward pathway that's activated by food and sex, lights up in response to altruistic giving. We just feel better when we actually give. And so graciously allow people to help. Give them the gift of helping. And they usually, and I would imagine, they're going to be very delighted by, by the chance. And this is really imperative. And secondly, I want you to think about how it feels if the tables were turned. Have you been in a situation with a friend when you found out they went through, you're hearing the story, you know, from the past, that this is what was going on for the last two months. Nobody knew about it. They finally barely got through it. And you say to them, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you tell me? And you and I both know how that feels to be left out of that. Like, did you not think you could call me? Did you not think I would not help you? And we're sad for the person that, that however they got through this was much harder than it needed to be. And so think about this. Think about what you, what it would do for the other if you were willing to let them help you. And it could be big, it could be little. But it's part of being relational. Now, another reason why, why we may not want to ask for help is, you know, it's, it's kind of embarrassing to admit maybe we're out of control. And this fear is particularly common when we realize that we have a problem that we have ignored for a long time. And, you know, like maybe we have a hidden addiction and it's gotten out of hand. Uh, maybe we have it managing our money. Maybe we have a child that is really, really struggling and troubled and we're having a really hard time with them. But we don't want to tell anybody. This is what I want you to think about. Remind yourself again. What would you want them to do? Well, if it's you needing from them, how would you feel if they needed from you and, and they never asked you because they were afraid of what you would think? And this is part of really being relational and saying, hey, I want you to know, I'm in it for the long haul. It's hard down here. Life is hard. And it can be embarrassing. And that's why God made sure that we had systems, family systems, friend systems, work systems, because humans do better when they work together than when they're alone. The first thing that God said with Adam and Eve First thing he said to Adam was, it's not good for man to be alone. That's what he says about people. It's not good for them to struggle alone. We also get a little bit worried that we're going to maybe be, you know, they're going to, this fear of, of owing them something, you know, and owing a favor. And most like, most of us don't like to feel like we're indebted to something. And, you know, and so we have a tendency to then not want to have to owe anybody. But I want you to think about turning the tables again. Do you do that with others? Do you keep track of how many times you've helped them? That's part of the relationship. Now, I'll tell you the truth. If you feel like all you do is help somebody because they're not managing their life, that's a whole different problem. We've talked about that one before. 
That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about pride. And this is imperative when you want to be a person of wisdom. Join me in the next segment, the last segment, as we talk more about wisdom, the greatest gift of maturity. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just tuning in, we're in our last segment, and you can always listen to the show in its entirety on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T, just like it sounds. And you can go to the website. You can download it from the website, send it to your friends. You can also find it on your favorite podcast server or here on the station. You can go to the station's website, and they're posted also on that website. So we are talking about this issue of wisdom, and that wisdom is really, truly the greatest gift that maturity gives us. When we are willing to grow up and be a mature person, wisdom follows and wisdom is available. And so one of the things that we talk about with wisdom is asking for help. That wise people ask for help. And what gets in the way of us asking for help? And so we talked in, in the last segment about, you know, the idea that if I ask for help, I don't want to be a burden. Or asking for help, you know, it means maybe I'm out of control. Maybe I have to reveal that I've messed up, I've made a mistake, um, I have a DUI, I have, <clears throat> um, I've, you know, a loan that I had thought I would be able to take care of has, you know, gotten out of control with me. And so it doesn't mean that you're even asking for money, but you can ask for educated answers. You can ask for someone to talk to. Do you know someone that could help me with this? Do you have resources for me? And so when we think about this, we also get worried about that we're going to owe somebody a favor and that we don't want to feel indebted. Well, do you do that? Now, if you have someone that is consistently asking for favors, that's a, that's a different problem. But the majority of us would love to help someone. And the people that we help would love to help us back. What about this fear of appearing weak? Like, here comes my pride again. I don't want to look like I need something. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing, or I've messed up, or I'm not strong enough. Whatever it may be, the enemy loves to come in and just shame us relentlessly. And so think about this. Remind yourself that having someone to ask, that actually helps, and that means you're supported and connected. So reframe the problem like as an opportunity to consult with an expert. Reframe it and see yourself as savvy that you're using the best tools available and that you probably have them in your social, in your social group. That's why the, the way that we think has everything to do with how successful and contented and happy that we are. And that's why that Proverbs in 1625 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. So it may seem like the right thing to not ask for help. And what about this last one, the fear of rejection? Well, what if I ask and they go, heck no, <laughs> I, don't, I can't help you with that, right? 
maybe someone said no to when you really needed it and and you've made yourself vulnerable and you know you got met with this metaphorical slap to the face right so you kind of made this vow of i'm never asking for help again well you know look at this you know in another way because maybe their refusal to help was was more about them and not really about you and and this is where we want to say to ourselves asking for help isn't the problem the problem if there's going to be one is in whether or not the person can whether they're able whether they have the expertise and it also reveals whether or not they are a relational person because what do relationships do right we have the proverbs that says two are better than one for their labor right if one falls down the other is there to pick him up so this is part of recognizing that being a healthy version of me means that i'm going to be asking for help so let's talk a little bit more about this idea that you know what if i don't know what to do and i don't even know anyone to ask so let's start with this james 1:5 says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god that giveth to all men liberally and unabradeth and it shall be given to him so he may not give to us exactly what we ask for but he is going to give to us what we need So if you don't know what you're doing pray to the father he loves to help you'll get his help won't be condescended to when he asks when you ask for it so ask boldly with belief without a second thought so people who worry their prayers right are like the wind whipped waves don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way adrift at sea keeping all your options open And that's James 1:5 through 8 in the message version. And I love looking at different versions of the Bible. And and what it's it says. So I love this verse, you know, when it starts out it says if you don't know what you're doing, pray. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. So have you ever had a time when you needed answers for a problem you were facing, but it seemed you just couldn't come up with the right solution? Well, you may, even though you tried really hard to figure it out, you just can't seem to get the right answer. And I I found myself baffled sometimes on different occasions. And that's really when I I really pray this James 1:5 verse. And it says promises that if we will go to him when we need wisdom, he will give us answers, the answers we need. This verse says, this is what it means. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and it shall be given to him. See, God loves helping his people. And he has resources that have never even he hasn't even ever tapped into. So if you've ever faced a time when you lacked like the wisdom to pay to pay the bills, the wisdom on how to deal with the debt, not having the wisdom of how to reverse or decline, you know, an experiencing you, you know of your business. Maybe you didn't have the wisdom to know how to resolve challenges with your children or how to fix things between you and your spouse. 
Maybe you didn't have the wisdom to, to get along with your boss or fellow employees. You know, this is why the word lack in that verse in James 1.5 perfectly describes us. He's saying, he, whoever lacks wisdom, let him ask. So the word lack in the Greek, that, that, that pictures a deficit of some kind. So in, in modern day language, we might call it a shortfall, a shortage, scarcity, deficiency. And so when we experience this kind of a thing, or, or when we see a city experience, right, these types of things, a shortage. This is where we want to say to ourselves, oh my gosh, I am afraid to be found deficit. Or am I embarrassed that I don't know everything? Or I don't have a handle on everything. Maybe I've thought of everything and there's n- nothing new anyone's going to tell me. I'm sure you've thought that before. When I've said, I- I've thought of everything, what are they going to say? They're going to tell me something I already know. So it's possible, but maybe I need to hear the same answer a different way. Maybe coming from another person helps it sound different. Maybe I just need help in accepting an answer that I don't want to accept. Maybe God is saying, here's the wisdom. You being relational with another person and letting someone else bear burdens. So when James says, if any of you lack wisdom, he says, ask and it will be given. So just because, you know, someone has a university degree, it doesn't, doesn't mean that he possesses wisdom. You know, I, I assure you that there are many stupid university graduates in the world. There are. And although they may be intellectually bright and have diplomas, Many of them, you know, have an approach to life that's totally impractical and fruitless. And we're seeing some of this play out in our, in our nation today. That these people that have a lot of power and have a lot of wisdom, we are thinking, how come you're not doing A, B, or C, right? We're thinking, we know better. We know better than what they are doing. So on the other hand, there are many down-to-earth people who never had the privilege of going to college, but possess so much wisdom that they become extremely successful in their life. So absolutely education is important. I have education. I'm glad for it. But you need to understand that having education is not the equivalent to having wisdom. Education gives you information and facts, but wisdom gives you principles, solutions, answers. Wisdom gives you special insight that helps you know what to do. It contains principles that help lead you out of baffling situations, helps you not to make the same mistake over and over again. So if you're experiencing this in your life right now, that you need wisdom in a particular situation, even though you've studied and tried to find solutions on your own, Maybe the solutions have been evading you. I don't know. The other, the other issue is if you're experiencing now in your life, depending on people that should be wise and they are not, this is also an important thing to be praying to God about. I pray that the Lord gives our country wisdom every day and the world leaders 
I pray every day, I say, God, not only give them wisdom, but Lord, if they're not asking for wisdom from you, help them come to a place in their life where they are going to you because they don't have anywhere else to go. Help these these people that own the businesses, the bosses of all these people, the politicians, the world leaders, the, the people in the military, you know, and also many of these, you know, famous people that are now stepping up and wanting to give their their opinions. God, I just ask that you would help us want wisdom, that we would seek wisdom, and that we would ask for it. So you see, God wants you to come to him for wisdom first, instead of trying to figure things out on your own, instead of relying on your education and the books on the shelf to give you answers. He wants you to go to God first, firmly asking for wisdom, asking him with respect and honor, but also being bold. You're his child. You have the right to request wisdom from God, especially when you need it. And let your mind be enlightened. So rather than continuing to struggle in your own strength, the mature person gets what they need. And they do not have pride or insecurity that stands in the way of them getting them what they need. You have the right to ask God for help. In fact, he commands you to come to him when you lack wisdom. So take a few minutes today. Ask God to give you the wisdom that you need. And this is the one thing I know about God. God does not lie. He doesn't encourage me to do something and then have me fall flat on my face. When, he's, when he commands things, this is, this is him standing behind those words. You can trust these words. He says, come to me. All of you that are weary, heavy laden, burdened, I will give you rest rest for your soul. And see, when we are trying to go to sleep at night and we, our minds keep going around and around and around about a problem, then we don't get the rest that we need. And God wants us to have rest. So he says, come to me, ask, demand, demand wisdom from me. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you next Sunday. God bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and iTunes. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.